Tamper team. Tamper team. <laughs> That's my new favorite. What's up, Dylan? What are you thinking? If, like, falling short of clever is a fucking galaxy, this is the next galaxy over, you know? That's really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really dumb. Yeah. Oh, my God. A popular outcast production. Are we on? I think. Check, check, one. Welcome to another episode of Serving Ice. Uh, I am your one of your hosts, Justin Strasser. I am your other host, Dylan Summers. Hello. I'm Bill. And we got Bill. I don't know Bill is where our I... third host, Bill. I don't know <laughs> if I play into the host just yet. Yeah, no, you're totally... Okay. You're, uh, you're, yeah. you, can do, you can do what you want. You're right. one of the, Permanent you're... host. Permanent. I mean, permanent guest host. Permanent guest host? He's not, no, he's not a guest host. He's part of the Serving Ice family. We're a family? So, I uh, feel like I'm related cute. to you guys at times. Brothers? Brothers. Okay. Like soul brothers, not like, you know. Blood brothers. Yeah, like, oh, we grew up with the same family, but but soul brothers. Yeah. I love that phrase, soul brothers. Hell yeah. That's like the best thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's going on? I know Dylan's been on some adventures. Do you want to talk about any of your adventures? Yeah, not particularly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've had some good ones, though. Definitely. You don't want to talk about any of those? Uh, You had some adventures. I definitely did. Nah, I don't really want to talk about those. Well, there goes our first half of the episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, just... Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, I just don't want to be like, I hung out with this person and this person. Oh, my God, it was great. You know? Well, give us one story. Maybe you don't have to give names or anything like that, but I'm sure you have at least one story that you feel comfortable sharing. Uh... Which one are you talking about? Dylan is friends with Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> me and Kanye. And you, you guys were on the Kimmel show together, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had me sing a couple bars. <laughs> you want know, to uh, talk about the casino or talk about the guys who almost beat you up or anything like that? Oh, man. Or the dude in the middle of the street? In the taxi cab? Yeah. Like, there's some stories you could tell. Yeah, you, I don't know. I, I maybe wa- trying to find stolen property? Yeah. In the, in the past few weeks... I went to a bunch of shows. I think I forged friendships, and I watched bad things happen to incredibly good people, and I watched good people make the most out of bad events. Yeah. I tried to help, was unsuccessful, but hopefully provided some kind of moral support to people. I got yelled at, kind of yelled at, by a really angry guy in New York City. Uh, I slept in my car a bunch in sketchy parking lots. I slept in a couple really nice places, thanks to the kindness of... Strangers. Well, uh, not strangers. Really strangers. Um, Acquaintance. You're probably friends. I think you could call them friends. Well... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a a thing. It's very descriptive. At one point, there was two drunken Polish guys. The one guy was pretty scary looking. The other guy was only moderately scary looking. But they... They confronted me and two of the people I was with, mainly the one person, for something he totally didn't do and was trying to do the opposite. He was, like, trying to help this guy, and this guy got thrown out of a bar. And they waited outside of the bar for him to leave and confronted him and were pretty pissed off. But he, uh, you know, he just kind of told them the truth and diffused that situation. Are you willing to do the voice for us? I, it's been so long. Just a little bit. Give us a little. Are you all right? Yeah, I think the cold, like, froze me like a fucking praying mantis. <laughs> I'm, like, slowly coming back to life. Um, Fuck, what else happened? Uh, I went to a casino with uh, my pal Ricardo and 
won 500 bucks. Nice. Yeah. And now you're a gambler. Now you're addicted to gambling. You are now a hundred air. You and I (laughs) went to uh, a Pennsylvania casino and then we drove five hours to go up to Niagara Falls Casino. Yeah. And we didn't even see fucking Niagara Falls. Are you serious? It was in the middle of the (laughs) night. We just went to the casino. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Dylan's chucking dice on a dice table and Justin's like sitting there on his phone. Okay. Let's pause for a second. No, I don't have to pause for a second. I just mean I'm going to interrupt your story. I don't know what you expect me to do when you are playing craps. Do anything except for be on your phone. Just sit let's there. Not, let's not have an argument just about sit, the phone. Just sit there and watch <laughs> when there are people surrounding the table and I can't get close. I would I would imagine that. Like, I, I would get, I would, uh, I don't know, man. I would get in there. You can't. I, I didn't have any money to spend. But yeah, um, me and Ricardo went up to Niagara Falls. That's where we played the thing at. Uh, talked to cops. Went to Salem. Went to uh, everywhere, man. It's yeah. Crazy, yeah. Printed a bunch of shirts because I, I have. That's a, all you've been doing lately. I have a T-shirt printing company. Yeah. So with, for the past week, I was like just printing shirts, and I feel sore. And that. This is actually the first time you've been in, in a room with me for longer than five minutes. Yeah. In a week yeah. or so. It was a lot of like, hey, Justin, what's up? Not much. Going to print shirts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or I would text you and be like, hey, you gonna come home tonight? I really have a lot to talk to you about. And you, you're like, nope, fuck you. <laughs> Printing shirts. I didn't say all that. I was just printing shirts. <laughs> Stacking shirts. I'd be like, I miss you. And he's like, nah, you're on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to go give him a hug yesterday. I was like, hey, come here, man. Give me a hug. Earlier today. Oh, was that today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Technically, it's 137. So I went to go give him a hug. I was like, yesterday. dude, I miss you. And he's like, why do you miss me? Are you on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the phone thing was just set off when we went to the second casino. And I, and I was like, can you please leave your phone in the car? And you were like, what am I going to do? Can I, like, bring a tablet in and write? And I was like, yeah, do that. And then we get to the casino, and you have your phone with you, and I'm like, hey, are you going to leave that in the car? And you're like, no. And then I was like, can you just not be on that the whole time? Because you're not allowed to have phones at the tables. You didn't tell me that much. Yeah, I absolutely told you you're not supposed to have phones at the table. Absolutely. And then you said that they didn't say anything to you. So he brings his – he just won't leave it in the car. And I'm like, all right, just please don't be on it. And then he just sits next to me and is on his phone the whole time. Nope. Anyway. (laughs) It's like we don't live in real life anymore. Like everybody, I know. Is, I, yeah, you know. there there are times where I'm really in, like I'm just sucked in. But there's a lot of people who are still holding out. Which Dylan, you're one of those people. You, I try. I fuck around on it sometimes, but I've been trying to make a more yeah concentrated effort to not do it. You know. Yeah. I've tried to check my Simpsons in private now. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the bathroom like, and like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, man, I really got to go to the bathroom, guys. Sorry. And then I'm tap just out. Tapping out. <laughs> and then I come back to the table. And I'm like, whoa, there was a big line. <laughs> of bullshit. Because yeah. I didn't go to the bathroom. Yes. I just. I just went around the corner and assigned Lisa a new task. <laughs> Made Mo clean some beer glasses or whatever. I don't have right. any games on my cell phone right now. Which is weird. Which I used to. When yeah. I got the iPhone, I just never got around the downloading things. Mm-hmm. Randy Purcell keeps inviting me to play Lucky Slots. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that I'm about to hit him up and be like, you want to go to the casino, Randy? <laughs> Apparently he has a digital gambling problem. <laughs> Dylan has developed a gambling problem, too. I don't think so. It's only no. a joke. I mean, you did go There's, off in the middle of the night the other night. There were a couple times. Like, I was trying to keep you around to talk to you, and you're just like, I'm going to get out the door. Yeah, I was feeling really depressed, and then I'm leaving, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just feel really depressed, man. I'm just going to go gamble. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I was like that's, that's a terrible probably thing to do not when you're a good depressed. Idea. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, would you rather I just stay home and drink when I'm depressed? And he's like, yes, why don't you stay home and drink? <laughs> 
Like, just drink when you're Because at least you still too. have your money if you stay home and drink. Yeah, that night didn't work out. Like, I was trying mm-hmm. to keep you there. I don't even remember what I was trying to... I wasn't purposely trying to keep you there in a way that I was making things up to show you, but I had things to show you, and you just were, like, edging your way out the door. And he's like, listen to this <laughs> every thing. Time I, every time I paused in my sentence, he, like, took a step closer to the door. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, I'm just fantasizing about rolling dice and shit. <laughs> right. That's all I thought about when I was printing shirts over the past couple of weeks. I'm just like, like, how can I improve my crafts game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How can I improve this 100% chance thing? It's not. There's a little bit There's a little <laughs> bit of skill in it, honestly. The one, a couple of the dealers were, like, really nice to me and trying to help me out. Because I'm, like, naturally, I think I'm a polite dude. Yeah, you absolutely are. The one time I kept losing money, the dealer was like, here, just do this, this, and this. And I was like, okay. And then I did it and raked in some cash. And I'm nice. Like, That's fucking great. Oh, yes, yeah. nice. and another dealer's like, come down off all your numbers. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about craps? Barely. I'm just fucking. No one gives a shit about this. No, this is great. This Keep is going. all gonna go. No, out. I'm, I'm learning. But yeah, are you there's... fucking kidding me? This is I'm learning something new. Yeah, you gotta go to the casino with me. Don't now. do it, Bill. <laughs> I'll totally go. It's like <laughs> I'm I, into it. <laughs> I was there six hours one night and left with fifty bucks, and I'm thinking yeah, like, goodness. can I do this professionally? Right. Like to the. I don't think I have enough money to hone my skills and understand the game enough right so i think that would cost a lot of money like to get to that level yeah but if i spend six hours at a casino like five nights a week just rolling dice and shit right like that's almost like a day job right yeah sure i think when i was there with you you spent about 45 minutes to an hour just watching the game yeah and then when you're in the middle of the game, sometimes you would spend 20 to 25 minutes not betting at all, just watching. Yeah, because you got to see how the dice are being rolled. You know, like if yeah. the table, I usually play the don't pass line, so I bet with the house. Uh-huh. Um, Which means he is betting the exact opposite of everybody else. Yeah. Right. And then Justin. He wants them to lose. Justin's there. And Justin, like I'm betting on the don't pass line and fucking people are like are like it's called crapping out i wish there was a (laughs) not not such a crass term for it but right people kept crapping out and then justin's like oh you won like really loudly and everyone else at the table just like lost like a bunch of money right and justin's like hey that's great good job dylan and i'm like oh my god i can't do anything really embarrassing (laughs) sorry for being happy for you it's all right (laughs) and you get free drinks while you're there yeah which is pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool that's kind of cool too so you wouldn't even have to be playing, just like sitting by me, and when the drink yeah person comes up, oh thanks, here's here's some monies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it's good to tip, but it, of all the times I've been around the table, I've seen people tip very few and far between. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't I didn't tip ever. I feel a little bit bad about it, but I don't have any money to tip. So. Yeah, it's not like you asked for it. It's not like you know. I mean, he did though. I mean, they come around and say, do you want something to drink? And yeah. I say yes. And then they come back with oh, your drink. So never mind. literally, so like, they are yeah. serving yeah. you. You should definitely feel bad for that, but. You know. I do a little bit, yeah. not a lot, yeah. a little bit. They probably they don't they don't get paid waitress wages. I'm sure they I would get paid. Hope not. Uh, they have to not because it's not a waitressing job. They have to get paid all right. Yeah. Tips would, and then they probably have to give the tip to some like gangster or something. <laughs> <laughs> like like the guy in the back counting tips. Yeah. You don't get any of this. I don't know. I'm just trying to make Justin feel better. I guess I don't know. That's all right. All right. If I went often and a lot, I yeah. think I would probably. If you screwed people over often, you'd feel bad. But just screwing people over every now and then is excusable. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess. Know. That's fair. Make your friends feel bad just a couple times out of the month. <laughs> oh, come on. And then as oh, long man. as you don't do it a lot, no, if, it's all right. I would hope that if I did something that, you know, that I was like, oh, maybe I should feel bad. I And if you thought I should feel bad, I would hope that you'd be like, no, oh, man, that was, you know. Yeah. 
definitely tip when sure. I don't think you committed genocide. You know, I don't think it's terrible that you didn't tip. I just think I'm just thinking it's... about the Hitler birds that we talked about in episode <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah. You you actually didn't have money, you know? Like I'm sure in yeah. my in my mind, people that are at a casino, I'm like, if you have enough money to go to a casino, you have enough money to fucking tip a dollar. Yeah. For some waitress that leaves, comes back and brings you a drink and gives you a smile and whatever, just throw a dollar. You yeah. Know? But you didn't go to the casino with money. You went right. to the casino with credit. My mom's yeah. credit. So I don't think that's You like, went to the casino to kind of like support your friend yeah, and have yeah. and hang out. Yeah. It was like Ricardo, when he was there, when I won the 500 bucks, he drug me away from the table. He was getting like a little tired and I, I was like, yeah, tell me when it's time to go. And he's like, all right, man, like maybe we should wrap up sometime soon. And we were going to a friend's house to stay the night and the friend got us pizza. And, I, and we didn't tell the friend that we were stopping at a casino. We were at Niagara Falls. And then on the way out of Niagara Falls, there was a casino. And I was like, hey, maybe we'll get lucky. And if we get lucky, we're just going to give a ton of money to these. This place looked like a spaceship. It did. Wow. Yeah. It looked like that cheesesteak stand in Philly. That's um, awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the racist place. Or Pats. One or the other. Yeah. We were like, if we get lucky, we'll throw a ton of money at these people yeah. who just got fucked over. After playing for a while, there was this guy that was paying me to roll for him because mm -hmm. he was making a bunch of money off of my rolls. Uh-huh. And I was just betting, like, $5. I went in with 10 bucks, and I think I lost, like, the first two rolls or whatever. And I'm like, all right, like, I went in with 10 bucks, Like, I'm going to go play a different game. And the guy's like, roll the dice. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm all right, blah, 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 you know. And he's like, roll the dice. I'm like, nah, man, that's cool. And the guy threw me, like, a $25 chip. And it's like, come on now, roll them. Oh, nice. And the guy, all in all... He he paid me like maybe 150 to roll for him. He just kept throwing yeah. me $25 chips because I kept being like, I don't know, man. Like, why don't you roll the dice? And he's like, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this guy's betting like hundreds and just raking right. in the dough off me. You right. Know? We um, found him the next time we went then. Yeah, the next time he I was, went. He was at the craps table. He was at the craps table, yeah. He wasn't betting anything, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. He just wasn't. Like he liked you, though, because he kept saying to me, like, look at him winning. He's winning. This yeah. guy here, look at him win. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's betting against... In a something. very in a very quiet craps, way, craps, he craps. was cheering right. me on. Right. Yeah. If you would have told me not to cheer, I would have not cheered. But I'm sorry that I was enthusiastic for you. I, I appreciate the I don't know how I was cheering for you if I was on my phone the whole time. It's <laughs> strange. Just, you got me. You got me there. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so Ricardo drags me away from the table, and Ricardo got fucked over really hard. People, like, stole a bunch of shit from him. Right. So he pulls me away from the table, because I kept being like, one more one more roll, one more, right. you know. And, like, tell me, tell me when it's time to leave, and he kept doing that in a polite way, and right. I just kept wanting to roll the dice, and he's like, all right, one more roll, and then I, like... After that last roll, I, like, put down more money so I couldn't walk away, you uh -huh. know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man, just this one more. And then in the middle of one, I turn to him, and I'm like, can I do one more? And he's like, no, you have to do one more. Like, you're, you're already in the game. And I'm like, yeah, but one more after this. And he's like, are you asking me for another one before you finish this one, before you do the other one? And I'm like, yeah, man. So eventually he drags me away and he's like, dude, you were like a cartoon character with the money signs in your eyeballs. Like, you would have sat there for hours. We left early morning you right. know we were there for like five or six hours oh my so we leave and i throw uh ricardo some cash for dragging me away from the table and i had like a million missed calls from our friend who's wondering what the hell happened you know we were supposed right. to be there five or six hours ago right you know, we're still exactly. not there and like the pizza's cold now and they're asleep and you know we had a good time yeah fucking you talk bill i just rambled about gambling i don't <laughs> that was great i'm just thinking about addictions and how i'm addicted to pokemon x right now oh, yeah. it's terrible who's your i almost said dinosaur of choice i'm so <laughs> out of okay. touch no who's your dino monster of choice isn't that what they're called <laughs> yes that is yeah who's your yeah. pokemon of choice i don't know uh i've been using um 
like the one of the new starters transforms and or evolves transforms the dinosaur transforms into another dinosaur uh delphox which is and she's basically even though it's a male that i have it's a it's basically a witch okay and that's also a fox weird he has a stick and then pulls it out and shoots flames at people and shit what? it's pretty sweet yeah and then i have this one that looks like anubis uh which is pretty cool that's interesting yeah and then i have this other one that's a panda that's cute as fuck but it's like a tough panda. It's like chewing a leaf. It's really ridiculously cute. And I don't know. Like, that's why I like it so much. But it's really tough and, like, beats the shit out of everybody. Hmm. So, but it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a game that was designed for my brain hmm. where you just catch everything. Did you know that someone drew me and Dylan sleeping with a Snorlax? Cuddling with the Snorlax. Cuddling with that's the Snorlax. That's awesome. Because we are the Snorlax. We love, we love to sleep. Yeah. Him more than I, but... <laughs> I am the Snorlax. That's awesome. That's my favorite Pokemon, the Snorlax. Yeah. Because I am one, and it sounds awesome, Snorlax. I had a possibility of catching a Snorlax, and I missed it. And it's only the... the it's probably still only, there. No, there's only one way to catch one. How? It, there's Wait. one sleeping on a uh, on a bridge in this game. And How'd you fuck it up? You're, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't mean to be like, I, why are you such a... I accidentally made it faint instead uh, of like... Yeah, instead isn't of Isn't it already it. kind of fainted? No, but then you wake it up, and then it's like, it's Pokemon. Yeah, it's so weird. I was never into the Pokemon craze. I liked Pokemon Snap for 64. Oh, man, that's Pokemon such a great game. It was yeah. such an awesome game, but I never liked playing Pokemon itself, like capturing and Me neither. and stuff. Me neither until now. Well, yeah? Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon Red came out when I was 21. Yeah. That explains why I didn't get into it, because I was into alcohol. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Like, just this recently, I was like, this is probably something I would be into. So I totally got into it, and now I'm addicted. I've got, like, I'm borrowing the game from one of my friends, and I'm going to have to buy it from him. I love it. But that's my addiction. That's what I do with my time when I <laughs> am, well, not really my time. It's a nice thing that I can do while I'm doing other things. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. All right. So all that shit is going to get cut. So Justin, start off the podcast. How are I, you, man? I'm not all of it. No, not all, <laughs> not all of it. All that, all that where my eyes glaze over and I'm just like, craps, man. No, dude. <laughs> you just you gotta, roll. You got to fucking keep roll the threes. I, We're keeping the crap stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. We have to. Genius. I'm interested. If any of our listeners out there also have a gambling problem, <laughs> yeah, just... hit me up and we'll go to a casino. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, no, I thought we were going to offer help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Dylan will pick them up and problem, take yeah, them. That's my we know where to, yeah. like They'll save gas money. We'll yeah. split the gas down at the casino. <laughs> Two to one odds will fill up your gas tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. How have you been, man? It's good to see you. Again. Yeah. Um, I talked about the podcast about my job being up for sale right yeah okay i thought i thought i did everything's for sale yeah but you know including we, your job right now <laughs> we are uh my um my job the newspaper uh, i won't say which one but um it is up for sale at this point so things have been a little weird around the office a couple weeks ago this is around the time that you were away for a while mm. doing your adventures i i'm bad at managing my money lately i was just eating out and eating out all the time hehe <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to restaurants a lot and, and not caring. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. It's okay. Going to restaurants a lot and not worrying about my money. And uh, I just and got to a point where I overdrew my bank account for the first time in my life. Wow. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I got into a really weird, I'm 28 years old spiral. Of, I'm almost 30 and I'm not doing anything with my life and 
I just was feeling terrible because I'm not like saving any money. I'm not saving for my future. Like I, I have a retirement thing comes out of my check every month and health benefits and blah, blah, blah like that. But like, I'm not putting any money away for anything. If so. this is your midlife crisis, that means quarter life crisis, I guess. Really? You're going to live to be that old? You think? Yeah, I would say 120. Midlife. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to check Quarterly? out at 56. 20. Oh, yeah, so take that money out of the retirement fund. You ain't going to need that, man. <laughs> take that out now and live on it. The mid-20s crisis, I guess. The almost 30 crisis. Yeah. Almost 30 crisis, I'll accept. So, yeah, I'm just... I got into a point in my life where I was just really depressed for a couple weeks. Didn't know what to do with myself. And, like, I just want to do something. You know, like, I feel like my wheels are spinning in my life. Validate. Validate my, my talents and stuff. And, like, ha- having a job that's so unstable and, like, we don't know what's going to happen in six months or seven months or a year it's just very frustrating especially with having an attitude like i've had lately i started to uh apply for a second part-time job so i applied to a couple different places for the part-time job and i applied for extra medical center an events coordinator or pr department because it's kind of the opposite of what i do at, at this point like i write about events and this is the th- kind of thing or if i worked in the pr department i'd be planning events mm-hmm uh, when was the last time that anybody actually here uh, like tried to apply for a job? Oh, God. Not necessarily like a resume job, but a job where you fill out questions and kind of hand in an application instead of like, here's my cover letter, here's my resume. I did that six years, seven years. Yeah. It's been a while like since that, yeah. I've done it. Those online tests. They're set up to make you fuck up. I failed the Walmart one. Yeah, they're, they're, they're basically. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're one of the most honest people I know. Really? Yeah, I would, I would definitely go on record with that. And, and like for like in those, the, all of those questions are nothing more than like, so are you going to steal from us? Yeah. So have you ever stolen anything? Yeah. Do you plan to ever steal from us? When was the last time you stole something? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like, listen, klepto. Yeah. And like the questions that they ask you on some of the tests, I feel odd answering it because they set the question up as obviously this is the right answer. But the other ones that if you if you don't answer it, it's, it makes you feel like a bad person. Right. Because it's like if you see a coworker with a dress code violation, would you A, turn that coworker in? B, forget about it. Who cares? It's just the dress code. And I guess the answer they want is like tell your supervisor about the situation. Yeah. But like why? I just feel terrible about doing yeah. that. Yeah. What are you, some kind of rat? Yeah. It's, those questions are just set up to yeah. put you in a moral dilemma where the right answer is be the rat. There was another question. If you disagreed with the rule, what would you do? Would you A, talk to your supervisor about how it could be better? B, go along with it because it's not your place? C, ignore the rule? I guess the obvious answer is go along with it. But like right. the first answer of talk to your supervisor about it yeah. sounds like a reasonable thing to me. Sure. You know? Any input, Dylan? That's what I would pick. And then I'm thinking about it from like a managerial standpoint. This guy's going to be a troublemaker. Maybe not on a store managerial level. But there's so many Walmarts and so many employees and all of the stores passing all of those concerns on, you know? Yeah, it's I, never going to happen. I would like to think that talk to your supervisor about how it would be better would be the right answer. It sounds like a reasonable answer. Yeah. That's how bad did you fail your test? Did you get everyone wrong? Or? No, it didn't, it didn't give me a... a, uh, a so it could have been the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm certain that that wasn't the right answer, though. Really? There's no way that that can be the right answer. Why would, why would Walmart want somebody who's in there making waves? That's true. Because there are 
what 20 other people applying for your job what do yeah. they need you making waves for yeah when they were asking the always or never or the somewhats right. I, I put somewhat i think for everything because i'm like they don't want people who are going to be like i'm always this or i'm never this right no, they just want the wishy-washy people yeah <laughs> and and that's a good point but again if i owned a place i would probably want the somewhats because everything should be on a case by case yeah exactly yeah. there are very few things in life that are black and white you exactly know? that was my thought process answering it but i guess that's not what they were looking for no i waited around for a little bit and I finally got a call from Target and I went in for the interview for part-time position. The interview went great. I was interviewed by two people. We got all, all got along very nicely. Like I complimented something that, that was up on their shelf. I think yeah, it was, was great. I think it was uh I think it was Disney characters if I remember correctly. I was like, "Oh, I love your stuff up there." You the love per- that mouse. And the <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> and the girl's like, oh, I like you already. No, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the phone parts that are your stumbling blocks in person. You're like, hey. Yeah, I think I'm quite a charming guy in an interview because yeah. I smile a lot. I laugh when it's appropriate to laugh. Especially if you think enough to compliment the, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I made, like I made that was one of my first things to, well, it was the first thing I noticed. So that interview went really nicely. And then they called back and they said, hey, come on in. We'd like to give a second interview. And it wasn't even a second interview. It was like, we'd like to offer you a job. So, That's awesome. Sweet. They have me sign some paperwork, and I went to take a pee test. So I have a part-time job if I want it. Until your pee test comes back. <laughs> Until my pee test comes back negative. <laughs> yeah. The only, like, the problem with getting a job in the kind of business that I work, a second job in the kind of business that I do at the newspaper, is that we don't really have a schedule that's set. Right. It's like, hey, come in at 9, you can leave at 5, but if something happens at 4, you got to stick around. Right. Or if, like, hey, come in at 2, work till 10, but hey, oh, something happened at one, so we need to call you up and you got to write that story. So there are times when I work till five, but I'm really there till seven or eight. Right. So that's difficult to tell somebody for a part-time job, especially when they have 20 other people that are like, we would like to work here and we can do anything. Right. Any schedule. Why are they going to bend over backwards? Are you a five day a week kind of? At the newspaper? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's then- 40 hour a week. Well, then you have definitely those two days off that you could be like, I can definitely work these two days. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to explain that, but they want me to work 6 a.m.s on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. Four hours, 6 to 10. So hopefully that works out. Most news happens at night anyway, right? Uh... (laughs) That's how news works. It's scheduled, right? (laughs) Some people would think so. Yeah. I mean, you get the 6 o'clock news, right? So all the news happens before that. Right at 6. Right. It's happening as they tell it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the breaking news, man. So before Target, before the second interview, Sheets called and they're like, hey, would you like to come down for an interview? I was like, sure, I'll come down. It was a strange experience. Like I walked away from the interview not feeling good about it, even though I felt like I felt like I gave good answers. But I think they focused a lot on the negative aspect of working. Like, what are your weaknesses? What do you think you could do better? What's something that you have been criticized for? And like, what is your greatest failure in your life? And like, they they asked like, what are your strengths? And what are some good things too? But those are great questions, man. Those, it just made me feel terrible about myself. They're like, so, so, so why are you fucked up? Yeah. That's, that's a question. So what happened to you that you're trying to get a job at Sheets? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> You're 28 and you went to college. Where'd you go wrong? Like, yeah. that's that's what they're trying to... Oh, what a... What sort of questions, uh, when you worked at your place of business, when you were a manager, when, when people would come in, what sort of questions did you ask them in uh, interviews? Just, just a lot of stuff. I would put them through the <clears throat> ringer, you know? Was it always negative stuff like that? We definitely had an interview guide, but I yeah. would try to deviate from that a little bit and just ask a couple important ones. And then, uh, 
Just kind of make up my own questions and let it flow with the interview. Yeah. Whenever I would interview people, I would just make them talk about themselves. Just like, so what do you do for fun? And then they'd say, you know, like, well, I do this, this, and this. And I'd say, oh, oh well, tell me about this. One of my biggest things that I always found when I'm when I was interviewing people would be if you let them talk long enough you know one how they're going to talk with to people on in public yeah you know especially if it's like a retail type thing the other thing is is that if there is a hole for them to dig themselves into they will They'll absolutely it. do yeah. it yeah so what do you do for fun oh yeah me and my friends we like to do a, like racing or like oh you guys race yeah well we go down to like you know the tar pits and you know <laughs> last weekend we got so wasted and yeah. hammered and blah 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 and i think my friend stole a, a cop car <laughs> and it's like oh cool i'll never call you I told her my, my weaknesses were, like, I'm a really jokey type of person. Uh-huh. I mean, it hasn't got me in trouble yet, but... <laughs> but the, and I'm sure in her mind, the sexual harassment alarm bells are ringing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I said it hasn't got me in trouble yet, but, you know, that could potentially get me in trouble. Okay. I told her a story about how one of my bosses took me aside and said, hey, you've been spending a lot of time on the internet when you're supposed to be doing your job, but at the same time said I was doing a really great job at getting my work done. So, right. I mean, criticism... Numbers look bad, but you're also doing a really awesome job. Weren't you like the most productive person? I think at that. Your I think use? at that time, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Like, yeah, if you only apply yourself 25 percent of the time, but that 25 percent <laughs> of the time you do 100 percent more of the work than anyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I'll hire like get <laughs> yeah. a brother. Let's get him in here too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Can I? Can I use this? Yeah. What are you using? I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Stab me. One of my favorite questions would be, oh, oh, okay. I know what this is. Oh, you do? Would be, maybe, you know, this. somebody somebody told me this. Sell me this pen. Dylan just, has a I, pen in his hand I right just now. gave Bill a pen. So you're, you're in an interview. Okay. You yeah. want me to try to sell you this pen? Please. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Let me ask you a question. Let's When's a lot... First off, you carry a pen with you or a pencil or anything like that? Uh, sometimes, not always. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, there's, there's always some times where you're, like, forgetting something, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, man, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. Yeah. You know what would be great? What's that? You had a pen. You know why? Tell me why. You could just write stuff down. Really? Yeah. Huh. You just pull it out. Boom, 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 boom. And this pen in particular, astronauts use these pens. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. No, but okay. I'll be honest with you. No, but astronauts use pens. Okay. It could be this pen. It could have been this type of pen. In fact, well, here's the thing. You know, if, you know about the um the whole space pen thing. The uh, the astronauts, the the uh, American astronauts, NASA, you know, spent okay. spent like I think it was something ridiculous, like a hundred million dollars to find a pen that would be able to write in space, you know, mm -hmm. like zero gravity, because obviously these things are gravity fed. Okay. You know, um, it it's as simple as that. You oh, try yeah. to write on the ceiling for a while, the the ink will go down, and that's it. You can't do it. You know what the Russians did? Tell me about it. Put vodka in their pens. <laughs> I'm sorry, you are trying to sell. I was interrupting one. here. Used a pencil. Simple as that. Brilliant. That's why they were the first into space. Fair enough. So, what what if I use my smartphone all the time to take notes? Battery. Battery. Yeah. You always charge. You, you are you the the you always have outlets accessible. Hmm. I see what you're saying. I'm just saying you need a backup sometimes. That's good. What about when you're in the in the car and it's like you go to the bank, you go to the drive-through. Oh man, I I I could sign my check right now. Get That's it good. over to them. Can't sign it with a smartphone. Can't sign it with a smartphone. Ooh. What are you I have direct do? deposit. What happens if, you know, like somebody hits your car or something like that, or you see an accident and you need to write down the information? You know, what are you going to do? Put it in your phone? Oh, no, my phone's dead. I forgot to charge it this morning. Now I'm going to forget that guy's license plate number, and that guy's a hitman who's out... <laughs> 
<laughs> just killing people, and I've got to stop this. I've got to stop this crime. If only I had a writing utensil at hand in my pocket, you could. Do you sell it? I wouldn't necessarily buy this one because it's broken, but I'd give you a brand new one. Fair enough. Do you sell it? Probably not. He he has personality. That yeah. definitely wins points. Exactly. I, I think that that's like an observation exercise yeah. whenever I would have anyone do that. But it was a great tool. Yeah. There were very few people that would say, I can't sell you this pen right now because I don't know enough about it. And I like to be informed about the product that I sell. I like those people. Yeah, that's a great answer. Those are, yeah. Yeah. That would present a problem if you worked in a place that had poor quality stuff, though. Right. But that's a great answer. Absolutely. And then people also that would be like, let me tell you this. You're wearing a black shirt. This is a black pen. It matches your shirt. People that observe and sell based on that, based on my personal taste. Yeah, that's great. And then there's some people that are just taken so off guard by it and just can't handle the (laughs) question. And that generally loses them points. I try to to be disagreeable with them, like with the smartphone thing, as they're trying to sell me the pen, just to see how they work under pressure if they get a customer that's like, nope, don't want that, nope, don't want that, nope, don't want that. So what what I noted from that is you have personality. Yeah. Me personally, that's where I feel like I'm not good at selling things, I'm good at selling myself. Yeah. And that's what life is all about, man. Give me five minutes, you'll like me, and then here, give me something for a billion dollars. (laughs) It's as simple as that. I love it. That was a good exercise. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's interesting to me that they sent you for a for a PP test. Why is that? Because there's still the stigma that anybody who because like let's face it, they're gonna what are they testing for? Marijuana. Yeah, and there's still the stigma that people who smoke marijuana are either going to be incredibly tr- untrustworthy or accident prone. I just wish that it wasn't still a stigma. I mean, if you smoke pot on the weekends because you that that's the way you relax or something like that versus 420 blaze it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's there's a total difference between those two people. I think once they figure out how to like test are you high right now? Okay, good. Now we know that you were driving under the influence do you want or blah blah. 20 blah. cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's how you you're do high. It. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. Are they out to get you? If you answer with "Who's they?", you're not high. Do if you, you know answer who? with "Yes," um, so yeah, the 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 rest of my story. Um, only a couple days ago, I get into my email and I find out that the hospital job, Extra Medical Center, rejected my application, and they just said we filled the position, and I didn't get any interview at all. I'm sitting there. That's really disappointing, and like I just felt terrible about my life. It's nice that they let you know. Yeah, it is yeah. nice that they let me know. My publisher, who is my boss's boss, that publisher just came back after five years. Like they did some reconfiguration in in advance for the sale. So when he came back, he decided that he was going to talk to everybody. Like he was going to take them into his office and say, Hey, what do you like about your job? What do you don't like about your job? Like what could be changed? What could stay the same? That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then anyone that had grievances mysteriously, their desk was cleared out. (laughs) (laughs) So this day that I find out that I didn't get the hospital job, about an hour later, he comes out. He's like, hey, um, if you're not doing anything right now, come on in and we'll talk. He just basically boosted my confidence to sky high levels. That's great, man. Yeah. That is awesome. He was just talking about my my bus story. Uh, I did like an investigative piece. I did it in March 2013. And uh, me and the leader of the... Um, of the government, Obama. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Me and the the uh, the president of the <laughs> Obama. <laughs> yes. Just keep going. Just say his name. <laughs> Me and the commander in chief of. <laughs> so yeah, um, I I wrote a bus story that exposed some corruption, and I also wrote another story about some financial corruption that was going on with some pension, uh, spiking someone's pension, and uh, he read both of these stories, and he goes like. 
So when you cut the pension down, your chainsaw breaks. <laughs> Tree spiking. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he's like, this is some really solid stuff. Like, this is the kind of stuff that we need up in the other paper. You're an asset to our paper. We want to keep you around. He's like, well, we're going to do whatever we can do to keep you around in this office. Even though you only work 25% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. The first thing he said to me when I, when I walked in, he's like, what can we do differently here? And he's like, don't say salaries because I already know. You know, everyone that's come in here has already talked about it. He's like, you know, I'm trying to do something with this. Did and you throw him a curveball where you're like, well, actually, I was going to say that we get paid too much, sir. <laughs> no, I definitely did not. But he's like, you know, you are definitely, you know, on the top list of people that I need to get a raise to. That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. And he's like, you know, one of these days you're going to open up your paycheck and you're going to see it. He shook my hand. So. That's awesome. But that's he was really like, great. you know, asking me like things that could change. He's like, how do I like my job? I don't know if his promises are empty. Right. Because that's what they've been telling us for a long time. I feel like I've done a really great job this year, and it's only so much that a pat on the back can do. Right. Yeah, this guy sounds like a mover and a shaker. I hope so. I really do. I like this guy. Oh, and he goes, he's like, I'll tell you what, Justin. People came in here and talked about a lot of things, but they didn't. Nobody had anything bad to say about you. Your editor holds you in high regards. You change things, man. You do. I try. I really do. No, you really do. Uh, People read your shit, and they're like, wow, I had no idea. Thank you. I hope so. Newspaper guy. I, I only know of your job from what you tell me, and everybody has a different perspective of themselves. It sounds like you are the greatest thing to happen to that newspaper. <laughs> you know? I yeah. don't know if I'd say that. Well, we're saying it. I think I do a lot of good things for for them. That's um, awesome, dude. It's just, it's been a good year for me in writing-wise. I don't want to leave the newspaper that I'm at, because I really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's been a good five years, but at the same time, it's small. Yeah. It's... A circulation, I think, less than 15,000. Wow. It's just... Do you ever feel loyalty to a place that you've been at for so long? Absolutely. Every job. Yeah. To the point where, like, they'll... You will allow them to take advantage of you. Yeah. Totally. 100%. I want to be able to take another step up. And I know it's just a step up in this area, and I don't know if I want to stay in this area, but at least it's a step up to a point where... Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, I feel like there are two types of people in life, and the type of people who are movers and shakers, they have goals, and they strive to get there, and they keep stepping up, and, like, they make movies, or they write books, or they do whatever. Right. And then you have the second type of people who are your people who stick in an area, stick around in an area, and they enjoy what they do, and they stay in their life, and they work at McDonald's, or they they work at the mall, or... You know, maybe they'll be there their whole life. Right. You know? I don't know if I'm the type of person who has the ambition to move out of that second type of person. Right. And like, maybe there's got to be people like that. Yeah. Maybe there's got to be people to keep the local striving, you know, and to make good things happen in that area. And maybe I'll never make it out of this town and maybe I'll never make it big or make it to do anything or, or do anything other than central Pennsylvania. And like, I don't know how I feel about that. That's why we need the stun gun. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? Any thoughts? I don't think that people... I don't know. I mean, me personally, I think that people are very sedentary. They don't want to change. Yeah. Change is hard. Yeah. Change is like, you know, I mean, like you get into a rhythm mm-hmm. with, with everything. Uh, it doesn't... It, it could be a job. It could be your life. It could be, you know, a relationship or your friends or and whatever. People, people like think yeah. that kind of stuff. Familiarity. Yeah. Like if you have ever walked into a classroom... Yeah. And if you don't have assigned seating, that first day, if you sit someplace, yeah, you're that's, sitting there the rest of the year. Yeah. Because we like... Familiar things. Yeah. Yeah. It's... 
it's comforting. Yeah. To a point. I've stayed at jobs for mm-hmm. way longer than I should have. Yeah, that's just why. Be, that's yeah. why I stayed at Arby's because it just was so easy just to stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's frightening to go out there into the world and put yourself in a position really of like is. maybe they won't like me. Maybe I'll you know maybe I won't succeed. You know I and before like when I was younger I used to just throw myself in the, into it and if I didn't like a job like literally there were jobs that I was like fuck this shit peace you know mm-hmm. and just fucking walked. Once you get to a certain point in your life where all you have is those those rhythms, yeah. then getting out of it is like changing one. It, it's the Buddhist proverb. You don't see the net until you jump. You might want to get out of what you're doing, but until you just say, fuck it, I'm ready, and then you take the leap, you're... you're yeah. You're so frightened and can't do anything about it. Well, like I said, like I think I think there needs to be people like that. Yeah. Who who stick in an area and like keep the local area alive. But like but, sometimes I think I'm that person. But, but what's like, local? And like sometimes I wanna be more. Like I'm, I wanna write a book, but I'm like yeah. like I'm not doing anything to, to get what, myself out of that. Well, like, I'm almost thirty, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels, like what have I done with my life? It almost sounds to me, and maybe Dylan, you agree or disagree. It almost sounds to me like you're you're kind of building in a reason, not an excuse, but a reason why it's okay for you to not just take the leap to do that ultimate dream thing. You can't set up a scenario just you know to to make yourself feel like it's okay for me to not advance and do the stuff that I want to do. But on this on the same token, to do what you want to do, you don't have to jump out of the area. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you could, you got to take the stepping stones. Yeah, I see what you're saying. To me, it almost seems like the opposite. Like, he is, and uh, maybe this is just because I've known him for a while. Right. But I remember before you were like, I don't want to move out of this area. Like, my family's here. Like, I want to have my kids here and and shit like that. And now you're like, there's a whole world out there. I want to do something, you know? So I think maybe it's like the opposite. And maybe, I, I do see how he's like putting into terms that people have to work that i'm not by the way i i just want to stress the fact that i'm not agreeing that i'm i'm more s- saying for him to fight the well somebody's got to stay here yeah yeah no yeah. i you, you said that you viewed that as him formulating a reason for for him to stay like he was setting himself up right mentally like oh man i want to do these things but if i don't it's okay because of this right but okay I, I almost feel like he might I, I, like and i'm not exactly sure what point i'm trying to make yeah, I I, yeah. I feel like I definitely see that, but I I also see your aspirations getting bigger than before. So maybe it's not. Maybe you're justifying that like short term. You having like dreams and goals already gives you a leg up above the the people that will just maybe not even a leg up. I don't want to make it seem like a competition, but it already sets you apart from the people that are just going to accept that. You know. And I think there's a lot of people yeah. that have dreams and goals and just let it die there, like me so far. I have dreams and goals, but fucking what Same have I here. done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you realized that you wanted to write a novel? I don't know. I want to write a book. Give me an age. Throw one out there. 17. How many years do you think from this moment would it take you to write a novel? One, because okay. I already have a majority of one written. So you are working towards it. Very, very slowly. Like, I feel that's part when of the When did reason. you start writing it? Three years ago. And you just think it'll take you one to finish it up? I think so. But I've been saying that for a while. I Where I was going with that is, like, if you can judge your future by your past, and I love you, and this isn't a dick move, and I definitely don't think that this is, like, the the end-all be-all, but if you can judge your future by your past, you'll probably die without having done anything, you know? And you'll be in this area and everything like that. And same thing with me, and that's why we need the fucking stun gun, you know, to solve our problems, to save our lives. We want to stun gun each other. 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we don't. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after it happens. <laughs> and then, then people will have heard this. Yeah. But yeah, judging by the... If you wanted to write since you were 17, and if it would take you ideally four years, you should have had that book done when you were... 23 you should have done yeah. a book tour you should have gotten a publisher been on your next book or found out that that wasn't the right path for you and chosen differently but you just spun your wheels and fucked around and now you're gonna die <laughs> you know and and me too man i i wanted to i wanted to make films and i i tried once and it wasn't as ragingly successful there were three things that i think really demoralized me that i'll never let go of yeah yeah i'll never forget them do you want to talk about it no. Do you ever want to talk about it on the podcast? Open up a little bit for our listeners? Maybe, yeah. There were just three three times where people said or did things that undermined my art. And I think that that's a good thing to have happen. That's a productive thing. Because okay. I think that artists that take, that take their art in such a way that's like, well, buddy, like, fucking yeah. fuck you, you know. I think that that isn't really the mentality of the artists that I admire, you know. But there were three times that people said shit that really, really affected me. You know, I still talk to those people that that didn't said those things. It's two people. One person said it, said stuff twice to undermine me, and they don't know it. You know, but I'll always carry that with me until the day I fucking die. Or those those three moments where I'm like, man, that really, really took a lot of the wind out of my sails. And maybe I'm pushing blame on other people. Maybe I should just say like, fuck. You know, I definitely should say fuck it and keep going. But I yeah, really I mean, I'm that. sure. I mean, look how look how much shit Kevin Smith gets. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that I know that's like oh, Kevin Smith really. Not like yeah. not like what what is he doing, but like why does he have what he has? He's not good. He's just dick and fart jokes, you know. Yeah, Scott yeah. Mosier is why he has what he has. <laughs> yeah, he has a Scott Mosier. That's what we need. We need our Thad. Scott. Thad was my Scott Mosier for fingers when I I shot yeah. a short film and didn't edit it. But if I wouldn't have had Thad there, I don't think I would have. Uh Got as far as you did. Yeah, absolutely not. I was like going off of a fire because some person like kind of insulted me and. Mm-hmm. And so there was no way I could do this. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do it. So maybe right. I would have gotten far. Yeah. And like, there's always going to be someone in your life or that. someone in the world or someone somewhere who is going to be like, you can't do something. You can't do something. You can't do something. And I guess the point that I'm trying to make right now is to throw up your middle fingers at that person and do it. And if people don't like it, they don't like it. And if people do like it, then maybe you're set. Maybe you can do something. Maybe this is advice I should be giving myself. Amen. Just do something, and, and if it works out, it works out. Like, the 20s are when you're supposed to screw up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's when you're supposed to make risk and do things and go to college and maybe waste your money getting a degree and never working in the field that you're supposed to be working in. Maybe this is the point in my life where I Don't need give to... give people advice. Don't condone that action. Wait, which part? <laughs> the going to college and getting a degree in, in shit. I'm but not... Gam- like the... I'm just saying, like, this is the time to do that kind of stuff. A dude that I really like, P.O.S., has a line in one of his songs, uh, So Many Die Patient. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that you can do what you want to do yeah and like there is something to say with the the way that the internet makes the ability for everyone to become famous at the same time with the amount of content that's out there now it's harder to be discovered so really it's no different than it was before somehow it levels yeah field maybe yeah or maybe it just whereas before nobody could really break through right and now everybody can break through so it's basically the same thing yeah is your goal fame I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, well, I don't it doesn't... know what I'd love to do entertainment 
you know, I'd love to be known for my book writing or be known for my something or be known. And maybe, so maybe fame is, but like, I don't want to be fame as in like a movie star. Well, it doesn't have to be a famous thing. It can be like, you know, making it doesn't need to, doesn't mean like you're George Clooney. Making it means that you do what you want to do and you get paid for. Yeah. Maybe you get paid for what you want to do. It's so easy to get your shit out there that like, there's no real reason that you can't accomplish your goals but at the same time it takes a lot more work than a lot of people are really into putting in because like they put in 40 hours a week and then what are you going to do you're going to sit that's, at home that's the big thing man is and i i think that sets apart a lot of you know i think there's shortcuts that people can take yeah there's always corners to be cut but there's a lot there's like like i i went on a, a rant against like what show is that were they singing and shit American Idol. American Idol. I ran yeah. it against American Idol because to me that's such a fucking bullshit shortcut to 15-minute fame or 15 yeah. seconds. How 15 many? minutes. 15 minutes of fame, you know, and and that's garbage. And uh, what the fuck? Why did I start talking about this? Shortcuts what was before? to fame. <laughs> to fame. Oh, the the working thing. I yeah. think that – so shortcuts aside like that, which are like a one in a million chance yeah. that anybody will – do that anyway you know i think that that almost sets apart the people with the drive to do it right you know and there are children of privilege that you know have the money to to do their own thing but the people that i see like the there's a couple bands that i listen to you know that all work shitty jobs and like yeah you know one dude's homeless and just sleeps where he can and then they're in this touring band you know when they're not working their garbage jobs and like to me that i admire that i admire like you work 40 hours a week you have to walk like a couple miles home because the subway stopped running and you're fucking you're you're in a band that i love you know and your lyrics fucking hit me you're doing your shitty job and you still have time to follow your dream because it's burning that much and maybe i just don't have that drive you know Uh, that's what i've been thinking about a lot lately yeah is like what if i don't have that ambition to do something i don't feel like i got my shit together right do people that i see who have their shit together have their shit together are they struggling to get through life just as much as i am yeah. Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Well, you, yeah. yeah. There's a good quote I just saw recently, and I'm trying to remember what it is. You don't see the backstage part of success. Right. When you look at somebody. You see people There's, who have their shit together, yeah. but, like, you don't see everything behind the scenes of how they were struggling to get there. When you think about a job, a job is nothing more than them paying for your life. You, you, are, you are exchanging your time, and it's, like, I mean, unless it's a creative thing. Because then they're buying your art from you, yeah, no yeah, matter yeah. what it is. If you like work in retail or whatever, they're buying y- your life. They're paying you, and how much is your life worth? Eight bucks an hour. Yeah. But like you gotta, like you have to pick up a stick and draw a line in the sand and say, "This is what I'm willing to take. This is not what I'm willing to take." I don't understand why we as people will allow that to happen, but we fucking do. I do yeah. it too, even though as much as I hate it, I still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was reading Reddit and there was like I forget what what I was what people were talking about, but somebody was talking about how like something that I do also like when you're stopped in traffic and you look over and you see another person who has another life who's doing something that like their life is completely complex or you look up in the sky and you see an airplane and that's a fucking metal tube of people who have just as complex and it's filled with all these people who are late for something or forgot a toothbrush. Or like, you know, like these little intricacies that like that's what makes us 
all a part of each other or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we all have something in common in that way. And it's just really crazy. One of the things I've read on Tumblr the other day is how when you're a kid, like you look up to your parents and they're the adults. Right. And they're the always are going to be the adults and like they know what they're doing. And then you reach an age where your where your parents were when they had the kid. You just think like, how am I at this point at yeah. the age that they were? Does everybody think that way? Like when I reach 50, am I still going to not feel like an adult? Yeah. Like. I don't feel like an adult now. I'm 28 years old. Like, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a kid. Like, and I don't feel like an adult. Like, am I going to reach 50 and not feel like an adult? And do any adults feel like they're an adult? I have exactly yeah. all know? those things and I, I don't feel like an adult. Think about that shit. All it's the just, time. I have a kid. I have, I have a steady relationship. I have a great job. Like, I do all this stuff that should be an accomplishment, you know, or should make me feel like, you know, hey, you did something, Billy, but I, I still, like, I feel like a kid. It's interesting that you bring that up because like I remember when I was younger and my dad would my dad was the type of guy who was like, I want to be a photographer this month. And he'd go out buy all this like camera equipment and he was a great fucking photographer. He's taken some amazing photographs of like, you know, he, he was really into like nature photography and like, you know, taking pictures of insects and stuff. And then like two months later, he'd get bored with it and he'd sell all that, get the money from it and then go buy more musical equipment and like start playing guitar again. Yeah. And then he'd go and fucking play in bands and he'd play every fucking weekend like three days a week and make you know five six hundred dollars on the weekend just playing fucking bands and then get bored with that and then switch back to photography and he just kept doing that and there were times like when we couldn't go to mcdonald's because he didn't have they like my parents didn't have enough money or i couldn't get a toy that was like two dollars mm -hmm. because they didn't have enough money and like i think about it and it's like wow that's because my dad wasn't a grown-up at all dude people just don't grow up it's it's a you either get just like grumpy like yeah. is that what being grown up is <laughs> like being a grump you know what i mean like just being a grouch about shit goddamn kids on my lawn you know what i mean like yeah it's it's so such a rare thing i think to have it together because we don't see you know there are people that i know or people that i admire in an artistic way that i think have it together pretty well but then there are a lot that i've like talked to you know yeah just gotten a little glimpse inside their life and being like, dear God, I didn't think it was anything like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that is empowering and humanizing and it's it's all of these things and maybe people should talk about that more. You know? Yeah. But it's hard to do, I think, because you're so you're steadily trying to you're you're trying to raise the bar on yourself and say, I am this. Yeah. And not being dishonest, but you know, putting forth some things while Right. Letting other things fall like to the back. You don't you know? want people to know that you're struggling or, or that you are I don't, settling or something. I don't even think it's that. What I think it is, is that like people when, especially in a, in a situation like an, an artist or performer or something like that, you have a perceived notion of them. Life, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say. It's a good episode. Are we, are we wrapping up? Yeah. Do you, uh, moral of the, moral of the podcast. Moral of the podcast. I don't know what's, there's what's so many morals stay in or, or, or leave, but so far the moral is, uh, gambling don't is, gamble is fun yeah stay home and drink if you're instead depressed instead <laughs> apparently stay home and drink and don't gamble i guess fight. believe in yourself yeah believe in yourself yeah get a stun gun <laughs> get a stun gun get a stun uh, gun get a stun gun or die fucking get a stun gun or die Done. um you, you have a moral of the podcast bill <laughs> i don't know do i have a moral of the podcast just just stay true to yourself stay We'll work backwards. Just do what you want to do. Like, not not like, oh, I want to sit at home and play Xbox and smoke pot all day. I mean, if that's it, what you do. Do what you want to do. Yeah, I was going to say, if that makes people happy, you know. Yeah, that doesn't make anybody happy, dude. You know, don't distract yourself. That's my moral. Yeah.
Any other morals? Throw your fucking Xbox away. <laughs> I don't know. I think think about how much your life is worth on an hourly basis. Yeah. You'll never get those hours back. Truth. And you'll never, ever fucking remember the eight hours that you worked at that shitty job. But maybe instead you'll remember the party you missed or the show that you missed. or the, Yeah. You know. Something. Yeah, the time that you'll spend, you know, holding your lover. You're probably, no, you're probably going to fucking forget that, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know. This has been Serving Ice. Thank you for listening. You just got served. You already did that one. I know. It's a callback at the beginning. Is it a callback or are you just running out of ideas? Both. Yeah. No, not until you give a good one. No, I'm just kidding.